Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. The sun is shining, it's cold but bright. I do love these winter days, I really do. So anyway, let's get in, let's get into the show. This week is going to be focused on understanding your unconscious and your conscious mind because these are big drivers. This is a big driver in decisions we make and how we move through the world. So let me share a little bit of a personal experience. Last Sunday, me and my youngest son, Jack, who's 20, he is now ready. He's been driving for three years and his first car we got for him was passed down from his big brother. And it's now come time that he's in a steady job and he wants to buy his own car. How exciting, right? So off we go to a showroom. He's decided what type of car he wants. He's done his research online and he's asked me if I'll go along with him just to sit in with him with the salesman just to walk through the process with him. Absolutely. We sat there for two hours. He test drove a car. He made the decision. Yep, all good. We just had to go home and check his insurance and it was good to go. Then we get home and about half an hour into sitting at home, the doubt started to creep in. Is this the right decision? Oh, what if I lose my job? You know, because he's going to take out an agreement with the car. What if I lose my job? What if I don't like the car after I've had it for a period of time? All this noise started to flood his headspace and he was getting really frustrated with himself. He was getting really quite angry, actually. Why can't I just make a decision? You know, when we were there, I really wanted this car and now I've got all these doubts in my head. And my advice to him in that moment was to just stop thinking about it. He didn't have to make that decision there and then. He had a few days. We still had to look at the insurance and everything else to just sit back and just see what happens and let it kind of come to fruition in his headspace. So that he did. But it led me to to think about decision making. And I have lots of clients that come to me and say, I just can't make decisions. I'm just rubbish at making decisions. I overthink everything, blah, 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 blah. So what I thought would be useful to share with you is my understandings and the way that I work with clients in this way around how we actually make decisions and where it's coming from. Because knowledge is power. I say this all the time, knowledge is power. When you understand how you function and how we move through the world as human beings, first and foremost you can be kinder and more compassionate with yourself and actually feel that you're not going insane that this is a normal response to whatever's going on for you right now but it also can help you create change in your life where you want to so what was happening with Jack and what happens with me all the time you know I'm not alone in this I still have moments of doubt and I have moments where I'm not sure about what I want to do and where I want to go with my my life with my business and everything else What was happening was he was having two voices kind of speak to him. He had his inner critic and then he had kind of his intuition as well that was going on at the same time. 
Now, I call it my inner critic. You, other people might call it something else, but I call it my inner critic because she shows up and she says things like, is this the right decision? What if you've made the wrong decision? What if we don't like this in a similar way that my son was? What if you don't like this decision after you've made it? Is this the right thing to be doing at this moment in your life? You know, those types of things. And then your intuition can be guiding you as well going, how does it feel? Does, does it feel absolutely right? It does feel absolutely But it's really, but I was sat in that car and I was driving that car and I loved driving that car. You know, that feeling that goes on in your body. So you can sometimes be in conflict with these two different parts of you. So let me explain what that is in more detail. Now, I consider it, as I say, I call it my inner critic. But what actually is happening is your unconscious mind is showing up and it's wanting to keep you safe. So I'm going to go even deeper with this. For those of you that don't have any understanding of the conscious and the unconscious mind, if those of you that have worked with me in the past will definitely have heard me talk about this, but there's no harm in listening again, because actually you can listen to somebody say something more than once and hear a different message each time. It's a bit like reading a book. You can read a book and then you can reread that book, particularly if it's like a self-development book or, or even fiction. You know, you can hear see a different side of that story. Have you ever watched a series, a TV series, and you're watching from one perspective and then you watch it again then you see the other perspective because you're watching through a different kind of set of eyes so this is kind of where I want to show you today bear with me because this is really powerful stuff when I became aware of my unconscious mind the game changed for me because then I knew how to work with it because this is what it's all about working with yourself so let's start with the conscious mind now this makes up 12% of the brain's capacity now if we're going to scale this in, in a way that you can understand the unconscious mind, if you were sitting in a room, and I've probably said this on the podcast before, if you're sitting in the room that you're listening to this right now, that would be your unconscious mind. And your conscious mind is going to be like a grain of sand within that space. So the conscious mind makes up 12% of the brain's capacity. It is responsible for our intellectual thinking. It is responsible for our rational, our critical, analytical parts and the judgmental part as well. It has a very short-term memory, so it's very much about the here and the now. The unconscious mind represents the rest, so that's 88% of the brain's capacity. And it is responsible for so, so much creativity and imagination. It has a huge memory store, which contains all of our lifetime's learnings. And that can include every piece of knowledge and skills that you've gained and the associated emotional responses. This is where the inner child stuff kicks in that I work with my clients on as well, but I'm not going to deviate off that right this moment in time. I like to think of my unconscious mind as a giant storage facility. If you've ever used one of those, or you certainly would have seen one of those where you rent, where you walk into like a big warehouse and there's loads of storage rooms within a big warehouse. And each kind of room, in my imagination, is storing different parts of my life. So there could be, or it could be like shelves of boxes and stuff. And the different boxes could have things written on them like Steph's first day of school, Steph learning to drive, Steph's parents' divorce, Steph's own divorce. You know, all of those types of things that we've experienced in our lifetime. It would also have boxes that said Steph's qualifications and, you know, what I learned whilst I was going through those different qualifications throughout my life all the qualifications I've gained in my lifetime so far. So it has all of those knowledge and skills contained within it as well as the emotional responses. So what I mean by that is, let's just say GCSEs, if you did your GCSEs, or just think of a time when you learned something and had to sit a type of assessment 
I'll give you an example. Last year, I redid my NLP training and redid the whole thing. And again, it's this experience of learning something new from a different teacher that gave me a whole fresh perspective on things. But anyway, what this teacher did differently to my first teacher was that we had to sit a test at the end. Whereas when I did my NLP training at the beginning, the very first time, it was a home assessment that I could complete and return to the wonderful woman that, that guided and supported me and taught me this amazing tool. So as soon as she said at the beginning of this, on day 15, let's just say, I can't remember how days it was, on day 15, you're going to sit an assessment and then you're going to carry out one of the tools that you learn and I'm going to assess you doing it. And I'm not kidding you. I just went into like, oh, panic mode. Oh my God, I'm going to be assessed and I'm going to be watched and everything else. And I know that associated emotional response has come from school, from that situations where we're put in where we are in silence and we're told at that age we believe it in many cases that this is the be all and end all and if you don't get this right from memory as well then this could affect your entire career path okay so I went into that zone like I'm going to have to sit a test and I'm going to have to be assessed and what if I get it wrong and then I'm going to fail and blah, 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 blah. So that's what I mean by the associated emotional responses as well. The subconscious also controls the autonomic nervous system and the immune system. So what I mean by that is it has the ability to put us in fight or flight mode. So if you've experienced a panic attack, or you've ever experienced that moment of just freezing and not being able to move. Let's say you've got a fear of heights and you climb up somewhere really tall and then you look over and go, oh my God, there's no way. There's no way I can move in this space. That is that autonomic nervous system putting you in a state of fight or flight. And it has control over that. It changes the way you breathe. It changes what happens to your body. It also can put you in that calm zen-like mode when we feel safe. So it is in control of that and the immune system as well. So I talk a lot about if you don't make space for wellness, you're going to have to make space for illness. And that is this immune system that is taking you down because you are not making yourself a priority and your unconscious believes that you need to be put down as in laying down in order to recover from from what you're experiencing. The unconscious mind also looks after the functions of the body that we don't have to consciously think about. So this is like breathing, your heart beating, even like childbirth, those of you that have experienced childbirth, that is running from your unconscious mind. It knows how to get your cervix moving. It knows how to allow your the muscles of your uterus to, to con... What is the word? Why can't I find that word today? Contract. I've had three children, for goodness sake. You know, all of those things are done without us having to think about it. And it is being controlled by the unconscious mind. When the head gets in the way, of course, and we go into that conscious space and we're trying to logically make our way through that, certainly when we think about childbirth and we get frightened and we don't feel that we're in a safe space the response from the unconscious mind and the autonomic nervous system is to put us in fight or flight, which is when it becomes a really difficult experience, childbirth. So I'm digressing. The primary role of the unconscious mind is survival. It is to keep us safe. It only cares whether we are safe or we are in danger. It doesn't understand words, but it responds through the world through imagery. So what we see, what we visualize, what we can recall. It runs your body, as I've said before, by using emotional responses activated by images or imagery. So again, you could be shown something, you could experience a feeling and that an image will appear and then it will create a response in your body. 
because it responds to the world via imagery and emotion it doesn't know the difference between real and imagined events it is not logical it is not rational as i said that is a part of the conscious mind and because its role is survival once it has learned something it looks for other things that are similar so it begins to kind of collect data so that it really doesn't have to spend time working out what's dangerous and what isn't for everything that we come across it will start associating things to each other it collects data it layers our beliefs we could start with witnessing something in an early childhood and then witness it again and again then it becomes a really embedded belief and as i said before it is responsible for the fight flight or freeze response so if we think about when we were created and when we came into the world and we were living in caves it was a very simplistic way of living we weren't continuously bombarded with images and social media and lots of people that we were exposed to lots of people that influenced us through our life it was a much more simplistic time and it was able to differentiate quite easily through what's dangerous what is not you know if a tiger comes into your cave you're going to know that either as one person's going to run another might start stay and fight and then wear that animal to keep warm you, you see what i'm saying but now it's it's not life isn't as simple as that and as we have these conditions as we're growing up we've got people around us people in a position of influence whether that's parents grandparents teachers siblings aunts uncles friends wherever you are being placed wherever you are moving through the world in those younger years you are learning you are subliminally taking this stuff on board if you think about when you come into the world you're like a blank canvas you're like a laptop with no programs installed whatsoever and then the first sort of six to seven to eight years we're just absorbing program after program after program and they become uh, kind of default functions so you might have a default browser that you use on your laptop that's how our beliefs and behaviors and everything else are kind of installed and then we have default settings so when it comes to decision making which is what i was talking about at the start of this podcast we will have made decisions in the past potentially that didn't kind of go the way that we would have wanted them to therefore the associated belief that's been attached to that is we're not very good at making decisions so let's just not do that easily ever again because the unconscious believes you're going into the danger zone by making that let's just say for example you decided to change your job and you were really excited and yeah i'm going for this new job and maybe you'd been in your other job for a period of time and it was safe and you felt comfortable but it was time to maybe earn more money you know move yourself up that career ladder all of those things and then you went into a position where you hated that job maybe you experienced workplace bullying maybe some kind of discrimination or maybe you just realized that actually this doesn't make me happy i don't want to be in this role i'm missing my old role you will learn a lesson quite quickly that making decisions around your career is something that you should doubt yourself over and that potentially will have gone back even further that would have been lessons earlier on in your life where you made a decision and it didn't work out how you would have wanted it to maybe in primary school you changed your friendship circle and that new friendship circle wasn't very nice to you therefore that belief is i'm not very good at making decisions i should stay where i am most comfortable because we all want to be in our comfort zones right we all want to stay where we feel safe and often it can be better the devil we know to stay where we are safe yet uncomfortable rather than going into a place where we potentially could be more comfortable but initially it's going to feel unsafe so i hope this is all making sense to you this is something i talk to all of my clients about because when we can understand that we really are functioning most of the day from our unconscious 
What are the lessons that are being thrown up for you? Where are you getting stuck moving forwards? And then we can then start to look at, okay, well, what's the lessons that are being stored in your massive warehouse that aren't helping you to move forwards, that you're ready to detach from and create new patterns of behavior in its place? So I could talk for a long time on this, like anything that I talk about. I don't want my podcast to ever be longer than than 20 minutes. So I am going to slowly wrap this up for you. But what I want to leave you with today is the, just for today, I want you to get curious about the way you move through the world and what parts of your unconscious mind are driving you in an unhelpful or less than helpful direction. One that maybe you're ready to change. Maybe it's around decisions you make, behaviors that you exhibit, beliefs that you have. When you came into this world, you was a blank canvas. Therefore, if you adopted a belief, you can unadopt a belief. Everything is changeable. The only thing you need is a conscious desire for change. So we've been discussing this a lot over in the WhatsApp group. I would love, love, love to have you join us in the WhatsApp group. It is a buzzing, vibrant community now. We are having really great conversations every single day in that group. There is no pressure to have any engagement other than to be part of it or come in and join the conversation. But I would love to welcome you. I will put the link in the show notes. As I say, you would be absolutely welcome to join us in there. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear and feel what you feel and really notice what is bright in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.